Their first name rhymes with Pelson. That's the most obvious thing you could have said in the history of the world. Hola, then, Vin Vindo, the Volta, and Pit Stop Podcast! Gracias! Gracias! It's race week and it's the Brazilian Grand Prix. And did you like my Brazilian there? What did they get say? It says, it says, hello everyone, welcome to Pit Stop Podcast. Well, let's go! Yeah. Bilingual! All the Brazilian fans out there will know exactly what I meant. We do have a few listeners from Brazil. Shout out we to the listeners in do. Brazil. We have a fan in Indonesia. We have a few listeners everywhere. The location does show us. It does Pretty indeed. worldwide, mate. We are worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Brazilian Mr. Race. and Mrs. Worldwide. You're Miss- a Mrs. I'm the Mrs. Yeah. How, how, why am I the Mrs.? Because you wear skirts on a regular basis. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brazilian race weekend is here. A sprint race weekend. It's going to be a great one. It's another sprint, is it? It's the final sprint of the season. I'm really excited for this pod because... Ladies and gents, Jake has a whole pod organised. Well, so Fab's been biz- busy editing a video, so I've put together a bit of a Brazilian special. Ding, 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 pieced ding, together ding. a Brazilian feast, mate. Yeah, so it comes I can't with wait. a dance and everything. Yeah? Yeah. You can see the dance after, or you can book me for private parties. It's a big race weekend. What are your rates? <laughs> for you, mate's rates. Wow. To clothes on or off, it varies, mate. Come on. <laughs> As we know, there's been a big rumour going around in F1, which we will get into because I know you're very excited to talk about it. It does involve Alonso, and it does involve Red Bull, but we're not talking about it yet. Hold your tongue. Oh, nearly flew into it. Then, Hold mate. your tongue. First of all, we've got a couple of shout-outs. Shout-out, Gustavo Ville, who listens to the podcast. Now, whilst we're saying it's the last sprint race of the weekend, all year we've been saying reverse grid would be great for sprint. No. He says, what about this for an idea? Only one driver per team can race, but you can't do two in a row. Can't do two in a row. No. So, sprints. Yeah, that's what mm. he's saying. If there was a sprint every weekend, what about if only one driver raced? So 10 idea, drivers actually. on the grid. It's not a bad idea at all. It could be pretty interesting, couldn't it? Mm. It would really open the race up, but certain races would only want to race against other people. You'd like not want to race in that race if Max was racing. They'd, they'd want to. There should be like a like a time limit of when they decide who's going up, and then the other teams can make a judgment call on it. You know. You got any ideas for sprints other than that? Like if Sergeant is going over Albon, you think, oh fuck it, I'll just I'll chuck, yeah. I'll chuck Stroll out. We won't waste Alonso for that one. But maybe, <laughs> you know, what I mean? or will Alonso even be there next year? Will Stroll even be there next year? Will Aston Martin even exist? next year find out in today's episode find out in today's episode find out like after we know. <laughs> find out in this episode like we know shout out to Prakrut Prak Eta Gar that is probably the worst pronunciation of your Let name ever that. sorry that's how you say it Prakita okay. Prakutia yeah, I'll leave that one to you Gar sorry about that Either way, you sent in a great message saying that you love the podcast because we bring you closer to people behind the scenes and it really opens it up for new fans. I saw that message. So that is great to read. So I did, going back to the Indonesian thing, I got a DM. I didn't reply to it. Okay. He said, hello, Fabio. And that was it. Oh, really? It was just that. And I left it. Because it's a bit strange receiving a DM that just says, like, hey, hey, hi, Fab. I think that's kind of exciting. And then the next one was um, something like, don't ignore me. Ooh. Or acknowledge me or something like that. Ooh. So, so, I thought, you, so you did to, read it and you have ignored them. It said shit's about, shit's about to heat up. Because then they said, um, are you familiar with Indonesia? Or something like that. Or what do you remember about Indonesia? And I thought, 
what is this person going on about? Did you meet them when you were out there? No, I haven't, man, I haven't been to Indonesia. Where did you go? Nowhere. I received the DM. With the band? Oh, India. Oh, okay. Two very different countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just wasn't sure where you went. Yeah. Um, so it must be our one Indonesian fan. So sorry for not replying, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit strange to get a DM like that, but hello. I've been getting loads of DMs recently from fake accounts. Let's put this as a oh, warning mate. out there to everyone on it online and on social media. Stop. There is an unbelievable amount of fake accounts now that will message you with a fake verified tick, pretending that they're going to invest your money. Ignore everyone. Thing is, what I want to know, right, is there are obviously profiles that have been stolen. Yeah, yeah, with loads of followers. They've got like 300 to like 3 million followers. Yeah. And they'll have like the sickest pictures of them on a jet. And they'll be like, hi, Fabio. I've got an amazing offer for <laughs> yeah. you. DM me to find out. But the worst thing is they buy all their likes. So all the pictures have like 30,000 likes and they buy all their comments. So all the comments are just like generated ad-botted comments to make them look like real accounts. And haven't uploaded since like June. No, they're actually not the only people buying likes and comments. What there is a is? Formula One podcast that is also doing that. But we won't expose them live on the podcast. Jesus Christ. Williams have done some breaking news. Williams have released some breaking news. Yep, in Abu Dhabi, Zach O'Sullivan and Franco Colapinto will be racing in FP1, which is huge for both the young drivers. So well, a massive clap for them. This I'm really excited about because I know nothing. Try to double clap here because you didn't clap. I know nothing about Zach O'Sullivan. So why don't you tell me everything about him? Two young drivers. Zach O'Sullivan is an F2 at the moment. No, he's not. We know. Is he an F3 at the moment? Maybe you're right. No, well, he was sure. the F3 champion. Yeah, uh, and from what I can see, Franco is also in F2. However, I don't remember watching him in F2, so I think he may have just made this step up for this year. Okay. We can't follow F4, F3, F2, and F1 grids name by name. You could if you really cared about it. Really? If you really, like, if you were doing your job That many drivers? He says the guy sat there with absolutely fuck all for the episode. If you were good. I've just been editing a video, mate. Yeah. But it's good as well. Thank you. It actually is a really good video. I can't lie. I can't wait till it goes out. It's going out soon, guys. It's it like is a, a bit delayed, though, isn't it? It's been a bit delayed, but it's. I don't care if it's next Christmas. It's going out. Yeah, it will come out. Our little vlog, as you guys know, we love making the vlogs. Max Verstappen has broken a new record. I like to tell everyone the records that he's broken. Oh, yeah. He has become 30, 30 barbecue wings in under an hour. 30 barbecue wings in under an hour? How did you know? <laughs> he is the first driver in Formula One history to lead 800 laps in a single season, meaning he has led 74% of the laps so far this year, beating Sebastian Vettel's record of 65% in 2011. Now that is impressive. That's pretty... What was Vettel's record? Vettel was 65% in 2011 and Max is 74. So I wonder how many laps there are in a season. Well, I'm pretty sure this was like 800 out of 1,100 something. So there's been like 1,100 really laps already. <laughs> it's not really enough, is it? I think there's more than like enough really, races, really, 800 sounds like a lot. But when you figure out, you know. Do you not think there might be too many races? Uh, from a fan's point of view, it's amazing. This year, I feel like F1's been on nonstop. Yeah. I don't really feel like we've had much of a break, which is great. Because the year before... And I felt like it was a little, there was a period of time when it was like, oh man, uh-huh. you know. But, um, well, we didn't have China. Well, next year's going to be even more manic, yeah, because we missed two races. We missed Imola and China. Mm. True, true. Yeah, there was a bit of a break this year, wasn't there? Yeah, when, when they weren't on. But do you not think maybe like 20 would be the perfect number? As a viewer, it doesn't really bother me. I don't mind if there's more or no, not. No, I'd love it if there was 30 as a viewer. <laughs> but these are real people, Sorry, you dying. know. 
Yeah. Nah, I like it. I just want to. I want to see more variation mm-hmm. on the tracks. Like Matt and Tommy were talking about another circuit. Can't remember what it is now because it's quite Should funny. We talk about Matt yeah, and Tommy because yeah. last pod, right? We, me and Jake are talking about how amazing the Mexico Grand Prix circuit yeah. is. We're like, the circuit's amazing. There was so much action on the every best part podcast of the track. on the calendar. I think I said the best podcast on the calendar. Sorry, the best All right. track on the calendar. Matt and Tommy have basically just gone straight in and said that it's the worst track on the calendar. <laughs> They're talk- and to be fair, they have a point, right? The low speed corners yep. are a bit boring to watch, and I, I do get that. But I don't know, man. I just thought we saw some interesting overtakes on different parts of the circuit. I'd love to know what people at home think. Mm. Where would you rank Mexico on your list? I can see why they would say that. Like, it isn't necessarily the best for racing, but I love the whole Mexico race weekend. Like, the fact there's so many fans there. And they was, Matt and Tommy were saying it's good for F1 because you see the cars more. Mm. They're going slower through the grandstands, so it's good for the fans. Yeah. But then racing-wise, not, not the greatest. Yeah, it's not, it's not like... Uh, they were talking about the S's, the S. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Maggots and Beckett's, where you can, as you like know, Maggots and Beckett's. where you can fly through it. No, well, the thing is, I'm quick through Mexico and quick through Maggots and Beckett's, so it doesn't bother me which track I'm racing on, yep, you know? true, very true. I am waiting for my call-up. No F1 team's put me in for FB1 yet, which is strange. I thought you were Yano Otmir's reserve driver. Yeah, I am. Might be something to do with the fact I can't drive a manual car. Um, we got a few more little bits of breaking news here before we jump into the main story of the episode okay no we don't have any more breaking news yes we do we do and it's a big one ladies and gentlemen settle down breaking news mercedes confirm chief technical officer mike elliott has left his role Dum, dum, dum. Dum. now fab why don't you tell the people at home who mercedes technical officer mike elliott is he is the chief technical officer. Yes. Which ba- ba- What does that mean? I've got a frog in my throat today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry for the viewers. Hermit. Man. It's not called Hermit the Frog, is it? K- Kermit. Kermit. Fuck. K- who sounds like Kermit? Sergio Perez. <laughs> does he? Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Do his voice. Nah. Okay. Um, To be honest with you, I don't really know what he does. I imagine he's probably in charge of the technical side of things. I can't lie, I don't know what he does either, but it says the 49-year-old who has been with Mercedes since 2012 will now depart the Brackley-based outfit. What I would say is that if he's been there for the last 11 years, he probably plays quite an integral role in the team. Love that word. And that you have to pose the question, why are Mercedes getting rid of him? You do. You know, I mean, is he choosing to leave? Have they been fighting to keep him this whole time? Is he like, you know... Click, 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 click. I keep the name Michael Massey's in my head. No, not Michael Massey. Adrian Newey. Is he the Adrian Newey of Mercedes, in a way? You know, I know he's not the same same role, exactly, but, you know, is he going to... Mercedes are at a point where they need to like really improve next year, and so I wonder whether getting rid of this guy is going to have an effect on that. Yeah, is this it. is it a devastating loss? Well, if it's big enough for them to do a news article on it, you'd kind of assume that he's a big dog. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not going to write a news article on Sky Sports about everyone leaving. Because imagine how many people join these teams every day and leave. So if he's leaving, you can only assume he is quite important to the team. <sighs> yeah, he must be. Yeah, but. 
Are they hiring someone new to replace well, him? Mate, I'm glad you asked because I don't have a clue. There is another rumour going round though. Right. Let's get stuck straight into it because all year, for a joke, you have been saying Fernando Alonso to Red This Bull. has not been a joke. I've been deadly serious this whole time. Today, Fernando Alonso is trending on Twitter. Everyone is talking about this rumour. The rumour consists of two parts from what I've seen. It consists of Lawrence selling Aston Martin and also consists of Fernando Alonso getting into the, the Red Bull. Well, I would really love to know where this rumour has come from because I haven't heard anyone else say this garbage apart from me yep. all year. So there must be some sort of like, you know, there Imagine must be a... it's actually from you. <laughs> It's from you. Someone has gone in the paddock. Some high-up dog has listened to the podcast and thought, oh, then maybe that's happening then. Let's stir the pot. And assumed that we would know. And we've started it. It's all from us. I would love it. If that was the case, I would absolutely love it. I haven't been talking at my ass all year. I've been deadly serious that he deserves that seat in Red Bull. Like I said last pod, mate, there's a lot of young viewers who might not understand how good Fernando Alonso actually is. They see him as an older guy and they think, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe he needs to retire because there is rumours that he's been, he, he should retire as well, yeah, even though he's them. denied them. And he said he wants to keep racing for as long as possible. But I don't think enough, all, the, all the OG F1 fans will know that he's the G. But I don't think a lot of people fully understand, you know. Mm. So I think that's where a lot of like the comments, because especially online, people who are commenting and spreading rumours, probably a younger group of people like you and me yeah. and, and younger. So um, I don't know, mate. I really don't know. I mean, I would love to see it happen. Yeah, well, we know the Aston Martin rumour could be true because Lawrence was looking to sell the team. Whether he does or doesn't, the rumour still stands of a lot of people think Perez's seat is done now. Do you think Max and Alonso is a good pairing? And how do you think they would work together? I think Max and Alonso is a great pairing. However, when you have someone like Max, dominant figure in a team, yeah. you know, secondary driver has to be quiet. Yeah. They have to sort of, you know, step back, let him do his thing. Would normally be a younger driver mm. learning. Alonso ain't doing that. You can't bring in Fernando Alonso and go learn from Max. Alonso just isn't going to keep quiet. He's going to ruffle some feathers, mate. He's yeah, going to yeah. put his fist straight through that cherry pie. He, he would be going there to win, wouldn't he? He would, be, he would absolutely be going there to win. And when you, put, when you put it into comparison, like realistically, Sergio Perez in a Red Bull to what Fernando Alonso could probably do in a Red Bull. Red Bull would be getting a driver that's probably twice as good as Perez, surely. Like, and they have the money for it. I know. They're the best team on the grid, so surely Alonso would want to go there. Mm -hmm. And I think that those two drivers in particular, they're very alike. You know, their driving styles are very alike. If they ever were fighting at the front of the grid, I don't think they're going to come in contact no. i reckon they both have enough skill and enough finesse that is true to just we've seen it from alonso where he can race right side by side like some drivers look a bit a bit like oh they're gonna crash but alonso is very clued with that car and he mm. he would be great to watch race alongside max but then i like i said the second driver is normally younger if red bull put alonso in they're then in a tricky situation with like lawson because lawson came out in the public and said he won't be going anywhere that isn't to do with red bull he said, I'm staying with Red Bull. Really? I'm waiting. Yeah, that's what he's come out and said a couple of days ago. And then that makes you think, how would he take that? If he's gone into F1 and shown that he's quick, and then Red Bull go and sign Alonso, and he's just like sat out of the car again. It's Alonso, though. It's Alonso. It's like if you went to the club with your girl, and then... What girl? 
like you walk into your club with your imaginary girlfriend. Thank you. There we go. Glad you cleared that. And way. then like Justin Bieber walks in and he says, "I'm taking your girl." You'd yeah. be like, "Fair enough." Yeah. Can I get a picture? No worries. <laughs> Let me Can know you how buy it is. me a drink as well? See you later. <laughs> you would just you would you would roll over like a dog and give it up. I suppose maybe a, a good comparison would be like in the football world, like Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia. You sign one big name, it's good for everything. Mm. Maybe Alonso to Red Bull would not only be good for Alonso, but amazing for Red Bull. Let's not get it twisted. His days are limited. Yeah. He's getting older. He's in his 40s, I believe. You know, he hasn't got, he's got time left, but he hasn't got, you know, he hasn't got another five, 10 years in him, I no, don't think. No. So let him go out on a high. Let him go out and, and get one last championship for himself in that Red Bull. I don't think there's been anyone in the, in the history of F1 that has done that. Stepped away from winning championships mm. for that period of time and then come back and win one be amazing uh, yeah it would red bull are in a really amazing position as well because they realistically have won the championship this year off one driver so they're probably in a situation where they're in a room and they're like well who would be the best driver to bring in for the team because we don't really need the points well that's the thing i saw a comment about that you know, but, they, they, they can still happily win a championship with checo and that's why i thought ricardo would go back because I was like, he just media wise, he'll be great for the team. He'll bring in the rep that they want and be great for videos and stuff. But Alonso is a different kettle of fish because when you're talking Alonso, you're talking one of the greatest of all time. Daniel mm. Ricciardo isn't one of the greatest of all time. You put Alonso in that car. Do you think we could have someone that would compete with Max? 100%, mate. 100%. Do you? I think he's one of the few drivers on the grid that will that has the consistency to do that many great drivers on the grid you know they can they can get you know podiums and wins here and there but f1 is about holding it together and stringing those wins one after another and max does that and i don't think there's many drivers on the on the grid that can consistently be good apart from alonso he's had a pretty terrible year it's a car's fault it started all right car's fault yeah the that car's is dropped tough. off it is tough because it is such a uh, constructor sport. You do have some of the best drivers in shit cars and there's just nothing you can do about it. We'll have to wait and see, but that is the current rumour going around. Obviously, take everything with a pit stop pinch of salt. There's a chance Aston Martin doesn't get sold and there's a chance Alonso doesn't go anywhere. But right now, that is the conversation that everyone is having. Yep. So let's find out what happens at the end of the year. I, there's going to be a silly season, mate. Stuff is going to happen. No, I can't wait. There's no way it's plain sailing. I live for that stuff. It makes the pod better as well. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to happen for the sport. There's multiple teams that need changes. Whether they make them or not, let's wait and see. We might find out a bit more at Brazil. But Brazil is also one of my favourite tracks. As we mentioned in the last episode, the first ever race I watched. We saw Hamilton come from the back to the front in the sprint which was incredible. Here's a fun fact for you. Pole sitters have a 36% percent, percent, don't. <laughs> percent, <Shut> up. percent. <laughs> Shut up. percent probability of winning, which is the lowest of all circuits on the calendar. So a pole position at Brazil means the least. Wow. And what's the percentage of a safety car? Um, 55. <laughs> Sounds about right. I made that up at the top of my head. It's usually around 50. That probably is about right. But yeah, this is the final sprint race of the season. Last year, Kevin Magnussen got pole here. So I just want to go back to that quickly. That's quite harrowing to know that you're going out as your day job. To You're about to do a race. And in this yep. race, there is only 20 of you. And there's a half 
percent chance, a fifty percent chance that there's going to be a safety car. Well, I've made that percentage up. No, but that, no, fifty percent <laughs> is is roughly about right. I'd say in every per race, Grand Prix, it's probably more than that. No, googled fact, go- fact checked yeah. and googled. It's about fifty percent okay. for a lot of them, which is worrying because there's only twenty of you. Yeah, and. You know, so you don't get a safety car for someone having a little tap. No. You know, you get a safety car because someone's just gone 4,000 miles an hour into a yeah. wall. So it's quite fucking scary. Imagine, Mate, it's like, an incredibly dangerous one of 20, sport. Incredibly know? dangerous sport. Mm. We spoke about it a while ago, but they have to trust every other driver on that grid so much. Oh, yeah. Because that's. And would you trust Logan Sargent? Key. Yeah. Yeah. If you're good enough to get into F1, I'd trust any of them. Yeah, fair. But, like, you, you saw it when they were three abreast. All three of them had so much you, trust. I use that word. Three abreast. Yeah, yeah Matt and Tommy yeah, did okay. it. Pronounced it completely different, didn't they? Did they? I don't know what they said. Like three in a line or something. That sounds like good. Three abreast. Yeah, three abreast sounds good. Is it the correct term? Yeah, chicken breast. We love it when it's three abreast. There's mate. a chicken breast in the fridge, actually. You made great dinner last night, didn't you? What yeah. was it? Uh, it was like a chicken escalop, like a schnitzel, but chicken. A chicken schnitzel. I made you a schnitzel when it was the Grand Prix. Yeah. Thank you. I did. We should Austrian, start baking or something because I'm better at baking. Like, I'm better at making cakes yeah, and Jake, brownies and Jake donuts. puts his little pink bib on <laughs> and he gets his little yellow Just gloves don't out tell him that. and don't he tell bakes him little that. fairy cakes. Yeah, sometimes put icing on them as well. Mm. Maybe if you come to a Grand Prix, I give some out. It's quite sweet. But yeah, <laughs> Magnussen got pole here last year at, at Brazil. It was a special moment. Obviously, he didn't win the race. George Russell got his first ever and his only ever win in Formula One at the last Brazilian Grand Prix with Hamilton second and Carlos Sainz third. third. Absolutely spot on, mate. You you carry on talking. Okay. My throat feels like it's about to explode. So I'm going to go grab a drink. Yeah. But you carry because I can hear you because our kitchen is just there. Okay. So you carry on. All right. And I'll be... 15 seconds right, you be 15 seconds. I have to admit, the next part of conversation I have, Fab, is a completely new segment. So let me go over what I just spoke about. As we know, Kevin Magnussen got a pole position here last year, which shocked the world. Shocked the nation. It shocked the whole world. Everyone was like, no way, Kevin Magnussen on pole. He didn't win, but George Russell saw this as a perfect opportunity to shock the United Kingdom and the globe. By getting his first ever... I've just repeated everything I said in the 30 seconds before. Can you hurry up and get back? I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Right. New subject. Thirst quenched. Something we've never spoken about on the podcast is about to come up. Oh. Felipe Massa just isn't letting 2008 go. He really ain't. He really isn't. Now, Felipe Massa won't be attending the Brazilian Grand Prix this weekend. Rightly so. And for those of you that don't know... You say rightly so? Yeah. For those of you that don't know what all this is about, okay, now let's be clear, obviously me and Fab didn't watch then and obviously all the information we're taking from online, but this is just a roundup. The Brazilian ex-Ferrari driver lost a 2008 title by a point to Lewis Hamilton. Basically, Felipe Massa is saying that in the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix, the Renault driver Nelson Piquet deliberately crashed. Massa is saying because of this, he was deliberately deprived of the title as the race was manipulated he says he's seeking justice justice for his childhood dream he wants a title for his nation and for the brazilian fans so this is called Crashgate. yep for anyone who doesn't know that we've never really got into it on the pod have we we haven't and we spoke to james a little bit about it after our pod it's this is the stuff that i live for 
yep. in F1. I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I mm-hmm. love all I this love kind of stuff. And it has come out that it was true. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that it's come out that it's true. At the same time, I think no matter what, trying to change a result from 2008 is absolutely pointless. I mean, especially when you're trying to change the result against Hamilton. Pointless or point four? No, point, point less. Because he's, tr- he's currently pointless, <laughs> but he's he trying, trying to, to get, get the it point? against Hamilton. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. What about Hamilton in 2021? Hamilton's got just as big an argument to go, well, what the fuck happened in Abu Dhabi then when Max took my title? Like, yeah, but, but and Hamilton's let that go. Yeah, but Crashgate is a premeditated, you know, it was a plan going into the race. We're going to do this and buck him up. You know what I mean? So they deliberately crashed the driver so that Hamilton won. Yeah. That's, now, that's not me saying that. That's just what Crashgate is. Okay. Whereas Abu Dhabi, it was, you know, it was in the heat of the moment. F1 were trying to make the race more exciting by having Michael Massey pipe up a bit more for, on the TV and stuff. Like, he should never have got involved anyway, but he was. That was for the whole year. And then it was a last-minute thing mm. with the safety cars, and it was all a bit of a rochambeau. Think 2008 is quite a long time ago, mate. It's 15 <clears throat> years ago. I know, but imagine this, right? You've always wanted... Imagine you've always wanted to be, like, a chat Premier yeah. League-playing football player, <laughs> and you just had the chance to do it, and you've just signed your contract eight years ago. You could have been a pro football player, but then right at the last minute, some knob comes along. Daddy's got some money, and they buy you out of your contract. And the team really wanted you. They were like, we really want Jake because he's amazing. But actually, this guy's given us some cash that so we'll sign him instead. You'd be pissed. I love how your football reference was just so far-fetched from what it could have been. It could have been, I scored a goal in a World Cup final that was disallowed for offside, yeah, but it was onside. Yeah, I know. But I like the way you took it to contract. That was nice. I try. Well, yeah, it's 15 years ago. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Personally, I don't think anything will happen. It looks nah. worse on the sport if anything it looks so bad on the sport if they turn around now and go, fuck it. Go on then, Felipe Massa. You can have your title. Hamilton, you've only got six. Tough shit. <clears throat> I see it from both sides. Hamilton would leave the sport straight away. Yeah, you can't just take away a title from Hamilton, can you? But then why not just, just give Felipe one? Maybe. Yeah. Just give him a just trophy. Just give him a trophy. No give one gives a trophy. shit. This is the thing. Even if I don't know how big he was, but genuinely, I don't think it would make any difference. Like if you said to Felipe Massa, fuck it, you're a world champion. Have it. What's everyone going to do now? Going for a party? Is there going to be a massive party in Brazil because Felipe Massa has got a title? When you when you really deep it, then you think about it. You can actually truly realise like, how annoyed you would be. Yeah, a million percent. All you want as a racing driver is to be a world champion. Yeah, and then it gets taken away from you at the last minute because someone set up some BS. I'm with you. If you spin it, like my God, he would have he would have raced his whole life to get to that chance, had a world championship race, believes he should have won it and was robbed by Crashgate. Mm. You would be pissed. Anyone else would want that world title and would do anything they could to try and get it. I'm just saying it was 15 years ago. Mm. If it was like last year or three years ago and you're still battling it, maybe, but there must be a reason recently that he's really started to pipe up about it. Do you know what I mean? This hasn't been going on for 15 years, surely. No, I don't know when the Crashgate thing came out. And I, I don't know when it was finally What, did revealed. someone say something and like fucking know. drop everything in? Uh, maybe, I'm not really sure. I think he got found out a few years back. That is quite bad though. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I do feel sorry for the guy, but we won't be seeing him at the Brazilian Grand Prix because he's not a happy man. Please do let us know your thoughts on this. At Pit Stop on Instagram. We've got the Brazilian Grand Prix coming up, which means there was only one thing to get 
got a wrap for today's episode. Yes, however, I have one more thing before we go into that. Oh, please do, Fabio. Big news coming out of the Nevada desert. <laughs> Nevada desert? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The residents of Las Vegas are not happy. F1, so they have the bridges that go over the roads, right? Yeah, Obviously, two it's bridges. A, it's a street track. F1 have put this, like, opaque film on the glass so that you cannot look down yep. onto the circuit, right? For a start, you know, the race is, it's not, we've got another race yet. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing this now. The residents of Las Vegas have been ripping this shit off so they can still see through. Mm-hmm. So F1 have kind of lost the battle already. I don't know what they expected. I knew they were doing that because they were doing it in all the restaurants surrounding the track. Every single restaurant or viewing point that can see onto the track F1 is selling the seat that sees out the window. And if it isn't sold, they're covering the glass. Oh, really? So no one can watch it that hasn't paid for it. How, how do you barge into someone else's city and then just say, you can't look out of this window for the next month? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, it we're is taking really up your stupid. viewing spot. I get it. Yeah, but like, do it like, you know, the weekend before the race. Why are they doing it now? I would say some of the best seats for F1 Vegas must be the hotel rooms anyway. Do you think they would do it here? You know, if they ever um, did do the London mate, Grand yeah, Prix... this is F1. They'll do it, it anywhere. Around. Do you think they would just come, like, just tape up our windows? I genuinely think they would. Like, they're very funny about who sees what, who owns what. I mean, it's why they're such a big, successful business. Like, they're crazy about it. Oh, mate, it. business is business at the end of the day, and you've got to do what, what you've got to do. But then you do have to think... You do have to compare it. Like, in other sports, like football, for example, they don't have to do that because everyone's in a stadium. So they don't have the same problem. Like, they sell the tickets, they let a certain amount of press, people in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They know who's in there. They know who's watching. You've got to think, if your sport is so valuable and you've, all these people pay millions of pounds to stream it and that, they probably don't want someone standing on the bridge streaming it live on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't get that, though, because who in their right mind is not going to buy an F1 subscription or a Sky Sports subscription because they want to watch an F1 race live stream from someone's Instagram story? Like, I don't, that's never, mm. ever going to happen. No one's ever, unless you're up there with, like, you know, a Mac and a DSLR, you know, and you've got <laughs> mates of about five other cameras around the circuit. Right, it's not but a bad idea. I don't. Why don't me and you get some flights to Vegas and just go stand on that bridge? And sell the rights. And just sell our own rights. I don't think that's going to go down very well. God, that lawsuit would be fun, wouldn't it? Nope. <laughs> Jake and Fab versus Formula One. Formula One, we're sorry. One. We love you so much. Let us know if we can do anything to um, rebuild the friendship. Fabio Boca. Yeah. It's time for a special Brazilian quiz mm. with a touch of formula one. Oh my god a brazilian quiz i just thought we were doing our prediction no no it's well originally it was going to be a quiz about brazil because i thought this would be funny let's just do it nothing to do with formula one but then i found a couple of questions that i were like nah no we can make them formula one ones so people listening at home play along with who you're sat with play along on your own some of these might be good for a pub quiz in the future this is a brazil special quiz we haven't done one in a while so I'm hoping for a good score from you. Okay. Ten questions. One of the questions has a chance to get three points. So that would mean there's 12 points available. All right. Question number one. We're going to start off easy. We're going to warm you into the quiz. I don't Thank want to God. throw you under the bus from Thank the beginning. God. What is the capital of Brazil? Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, or Brasilia? Sao Paulo. Please tell me that was a joke. 
Please tell me that was the yeah, joke. Yeah, it was. What was the answer then? Rio de Janeiro. Oh, fuck. This is going to be a level one, Mike. This is going to be a level one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the answer's Brasilia. We'll quickly get past that one. Brasilia? Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought I got it right. No, you said Sao Paulo and then Rio. Oh, However, God. Rio de Janeiro was the capital until 1960. Am I expected to know that? Well, uh, most people would know the capital of Brazil. I don't think so. I think you just because you've been there. (laughs) That's like your that you've been dying. You but you've had this. I know everything about Brazil. You've had this quiz on your phone all year, waiting for the Brazilian Grand Prix. I actually wrote on the airplane when I was on my way back. (laughs) Okay, this probably won't go much better for you either. It's the only one about football, but Brazil is very big for football. One of my favourite players is from Brazil. Well, let's see which Brazilian footballer is known as the king of football. Mm -hmm. Kaká. Mm. Ronaldo mm. or Pele? Ronaldo would be mine, but I know if you're from Brazil, it's probably going to be Pele. Correct! Pele is the king of football in Brazil. Are you impressed with that one? Um, yeah, I, am. I thought you were going to shout Ronaldinho, to be fair. Did you say Ronaldo? Yeah, Ronaldo. Oh, I meant Ronaldinho would be mine. <laughs> Do you know what Ronaldo this is? It's a different Ronaldo. Because you can't get confused. He's bald. He's the bald, bigger Ronaldo. Yeah. He was always a bit of a tank. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Pele is without a doubt the king of Brazilian football. Great. Anyway, that's enough of that. Because no one gives a shit about football. Nope. What is the approximate population of Brazil? How many millions do you reckon are there? 508 million. 308 million. Or 208 million. How many people? That's 208, 308, or 500 million? That's not nice, million. mate. That's not nice. I would go high. Big spread there, isn't there? Yeah, I would go high. I'd go, so I'd go 508 mil. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. That is incorrect. Okay. 208 million. So less than half of what you predicted. Damn. It's actually 214 million now. I did check Google before we started. Okay, so that was wrong then. So That's point wrong. to me. So yeah, you're doing great. One out of three so far, which is actually better than I thought you'd do. Thank you. How many stars on the Brazilian flag? Oh, God. Picture the Brazilian flag. I can't, I can't picture Yeah, you it. can. It's got the big triangle in the middle and the blue and the green and the yellow. Think in your head the Brazilian flag. Stars. I don't remember seeing any stars. They're small. Okay. And they're on the blue bit. Okay. So you're not going to... This is going to be a complete guess, isn't it? No. <laughs> 5, 14, or 27? 14. Incorrect. 27. Seven. I knew it wasn't 5. Okay. I knew there was more than 5. <laughs> one out of four, shit. I All have, right. Well, now we're talking. We'll do an no F1 one. The flag You'll get this one, because this is an F1 question. Sure. If an F1 car went at top speed from one side of Brazil to the other, how long would it take? Now, here's your clue. It's 2,700 miles. So, 12 hours, 22 hours, or 16 hours? There's going to be a lot of math involved. Yeah, there's a lot of math involved, but it's a great question. So, at top speed, I'm saying around 230 mile an hour. Yeah. Top speed recorded this season was 234 mile an hour. Land on Okay. 234 mile an hour. I've done the math off that question. It's how many miles? 2,700. 2,700 miles. I've just given you the maths to work out. I shouldn't have done that. So, and so read the time. 12 hours, 22 hours, or 16 hours? It's 12 hours. It's 12 hours. You can have that one. That's two out of five. How crazy is that? At top speed. I'm a mathematician, mate. Without stopping at top speed in a straight line, 12 hours you could get across Brazil in a Formula One car. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Because it's 11 hours and 55 minutes to fly there from here. I drove across Ireland in a Suzuki automatic 
probably 1.4 and it took three and a half hours nice straight line no traffic pretty much yeah yeah so you met some pit stop listeners in ireland (laughs) as soon as you got off the boat (laughs) yeah no as i was getting on the boat in holyhead in in wales wales yeah the woman at the at the desk yeah she said you're the boy from that podcast i said yeah yeah, yeah." tomo (laughs) tomo is that tomo yes or no is Sugarloaf Mountain a real place in yeah. Brazil? Yes. Well, hang on. If it's, it's, sure? it's a multiple choice. Yes or no? Yes or no, or maybe. Yes or no? Sugarloaf Mountain. Is Sugarloaf Mountain a real place in Brazil? I feel like Sugarloaf Mountain is a real place, but is it in Brazil? Or is it called like Sugar something, like Sugar Hill Game? I haven't done you with the name. Sugarloaf Mountain. Yes or no? Is I just it don't a know real if, place I don't in, know if Brazil. It's in Brazil or not? I think Sugar Sugarloaf Mountain is a hill. Yes. Correct. Sugarloaf Mountain is in Brazil. Fuck yeah, get in. <laughs> Absolutely spot on. Only a few questions remaining. How many Brazilian drivers have competed in Formula One? Seven, 32, or 37? Seven. Come on. Brazilian drivers have competed in F1. I mean, I could probably name seven. If I could name seven, imagine all the years before we watched. Go on, then. There's a glitch. There's a glitch. <laughs> There's a glitch. Well, it's not seven. It's 32. 32 and 37. That's not like a much of a fucking... I gave you seven. 32 and 37. You said seven. Okay. It was 32. So who are they? You then? were 25 off. Who are they? Well, that's the fun of the pit stop quiz. I don't know. Where have you got that fact from? <laughs> Google. <laughs> Google said it. I don't believe it. Well, there's another question where you are going to learn the next question. Okay. Three Brazilian drivers have won the championship. You will get a point for each. Give me the three Brazilian drivers that have won an F1 World Championship. You should be able to do this. It's just one of those days. It's when you're on the spot and you're asked a question. It's and you're one not of those days where you just don't have it in your head. Juan Manuel Fangio. He's Argentinian, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but he isn't a Brazilian one that's won it and he's won it. So, yeah, it can't be him. <sighs> let's slow down a little bit. Let's think, firstly, who was the last guest we had on the podcast? Emerson Fittipaldi is one of the Brazilian world champions. Correct. One. Currently, you're forgetting one of the greatest drivers of all time. Which is pretty embarrassing for a Formula One podcast. Senna. Senna. Two. There's one more. Not expecting you to get this one. Not expecting you to get it. Can you give me some sort of hint? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> their first name rhymes with Pelson. That's the most obvious thing you could have said in the history of the world is Nelson Piquet. Shit, I've blown it. Pelson? What was I going to say? What the fuck did Pelson even mean? I had no idea. Yeah, well, they're the three drivers, okay? Whatever. What percentage of the Brazilian Grand Prix is at full throttle? 40%, 55%, or 68%? Full throttle, there's a big, long straight, which takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Goes down into that sort of, you know, down the hill, sharp left, sharp right. And then really it's sharp. probably flat out through there. 
you know, up the hill, turn round, up a bit of a straight, but then it's all a bit loosey-goosey. So I'm going to go, what, 50%? You got 40, 55, or 68? I'll go 55 that would be incorrect. 68%. Yeah, damn. Which I think is quite high. I, went out, I did the same as you. I was thinking about a track. Can't imagine that. The straight is super long. Super long. And then you've got another straight. Mm, and then they'll do a lot of lift and coasting. Wink. As you know. Which I still don't actually know what it means. How I you, say it all the time. How do you not know what it does means? It, it does mean, doesn't it? You just lift off the accelerator and just coast around. You coast into the corner before hitting the brakes. So whereas on the sim, it's like accelerator and then brake straight away. You would take your foot off the gas, let it roll, let it coast a bit and then brake. Yeah, it's hard to do that on the Xbox remote, but... Yeah, if you're a good driver, it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't struggle. Final question of the Pit Stop Brazilian quiz. Which constructor has been the most successful at the Brazilian Grand Prix? Remember the drivers you know that have just won? Think about what teams they might have been at. Mercedes, Ferrari or McLaren? the most successful constructor at the Brazilian Grand Prix ever. McLaren. Correct! McLaren! That deserves a clap! Well done, Fab. That means you got one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of ten. That's not six bad. Six out of twelve possible ones. It's better than half. It's, no, yeah, it's not. It is half. It's half. That is half. Not bad. Which isn't bad at all. I wonder how you guys did at home. Probably... Better than Fab. I reckon there's a few people that didn't think Sugarloaf Mountain was real, so that was a good shout saying that. Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Exactly. Right, mate, I want your predictions for the Brazilian Grand Prix because I know that this is a track that you have a lot of experience. Experience with. <laughs> um, so give me your give me your third place. Um So my predictions have been really off recently as well. That's worth saying. I've been really shit. So this week I've decided I'm well, you, actually... You've been the crystal ball. Did yeah, you get a I've, new one? No, I don't need it. The crystal ball is fucking gone. Good. No more of that terrible stuff. Yep. Now we're going straight from my knowledge. Third place, Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Mercedes is picking up. Hamilton loves Brazil. Brazil loves Hamilton. I just see him being on the podium at least. Mm -hmm. Your third place? Oscar. Amazing. Oh, that would be special, wouldn't it? I see it? it as a bit of an Oscar track. Yeah, I could see that. I do. I really do. He was unfortunate last week as well. So he'll be like, he had damage early, didn't he? I don't know why. Sometimes I just get a mental image of like drivers. It's all kind of like computerized, there's math going on AI. and everything going on inside my head. He's not a, he's not an Abu Dhabi. He's not a Bahraini kind of Qatar kind of Is circuit guy. Nah, he's more of the Brazil, yeah. the Emilia Romanas, the, the rustic ones. That's why he's a bit of a Alonso. Okay. He's better around those more cart-like circuits. Second place? Lewis Hamilton. Nice. You? Second place, I have gone for Max Verstappen. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how, because the chances are he probably will get quite far ahead, but I'm hoping, I'm just hoping there's a little bit of space in Brazil. I'm hoping maybe something happens or... Qualifying doesn't go to plan or, I don't know, maybe Max gets a penalty for something. Mm. Who knows? Yep, fair enough. First place? First place, I have gone for Max. Fair. And this is purely based off of what I witnessed in Mexico. Yep. I watched him pull away from corners. I watched that Red Bull just steam out of corners. Yep. So fast. So much quicker than any other driver. And for that reason alone... I think through those windy turns of Brazil, you know, even though it's like 
pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. whatever you said. Those little windy turns, I think he'll just be able to get out of them quicker. Fair. More traction, more speed. I've gone for Lando Norris. I think Lando Norris gets his first ever Formula One win in Brazil. He was absolutely incredible in Mexico. Wow. The car has been getting better and better. Wow. Everyone was saying in Mexico, if he didn't get fucked in qualifying, he would have been right there with Hamilton second. You can't say Hamilton that about was- Hamilton. <laughs> you really can't. Hamilton wasn't even that far behind Max. True. I, I do think it's got to come for Lando. And if it comes this season, unbelievable. So I'm saying Lando Norris to win Brazil this weekend. And I'm saying it with my gut. Yep, you're saying it with your chest. Yeah. Let's end it's the right pod on a high, mate, because I, I respect that decision so much. I would hate to say anything which taints it. Yeah, I do have one little bold prediction that I do think we will see something really good from Albon because I know Williams are very quick in the corners mm. but not necessarily the straights. Okay, that's I your think, wild card, is I it? I think Brazil could really work for Albon. So my wild card is I reckon you might see Albon higher than normal. All right, my wild card is going to be... How wild? How Al- wild are you thinking? Alonso. Alonso in the top six. Okay. That'd be good to see. Considering he's been out of the points for a while. It's uh, top six for Alonso, I'd say. That'd be good to see. We know Dragovic is going to be out there with the Aston Martin. But he goes seventh now, doesn't he? Big sport. Seventh. Probably. Maybe Danny Rick will get top ten again. Who knows? It's going to be a great Grand Prix. We'll be back on Monday morning for our after-race review. It's going to be a good one. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend and enjoys the final days of the week. Any words of motivation? Not today, no, mate. They no don't motivation. need it. They don't need it Everyone's today. Everyone's too pumped. No one needs any motivation. We ended the last episode with EastEnders. What do you want to end it with today? Um, I don't know. You pick one. Na, 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 na. I don't know what that was, but thank you for listening to Pit Stop Podcast. Please rate it five stars. Hit the like button, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye.